It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 7.06 at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I'm here broadcasting live this morning at the Cobb Galleria for the 33rd Annual Fall Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Exposition. The Galleria is full of exhibitors. There are all sorts of people here. You have the Superside people over in the corner talking about their grass and their soil cube. The cut code knife people over here in this corner. Hannah Solar, Reliable Electric, of course, we're only reliable heating and air stage this morning. Window World is just in front of me. The overhead door folks are over here. The bath fitter stuff are down the aisle here. The mattress people, I went and checked out a couple of the mattress booths here to make sure their mattresses were nice and soft and comfortable, and they were, you'll be happy to know. And so if you want to come to the home show, you'll find all sorts of resources, vendors who have here what you need to make the inside of your house as well as the outside of your house gorgeous. And many times they have show discounts, so you get a little discount and meet the people right up front and personal so you know you can trust them to come in and do the work that they promise they'll do for your home. If you want to come to the home show, if you get here between now and 9 o'clock, you get into the home show for free. All you have to do is know the password. The password is reliable for the reliable heating and air stage we're broadcasting from today. We'll go off the air this morning, by the way. The Bulldog pregame show starts at 8 a.m., but I'll be here from 8 a.m. to 9.30 doing presentations about gardening, so you'll have something to do. We'll have guests from the home show. We'll be talking from 9.30 to 10. At 10 o'clock, the gate's open. You get into the show for free. All you have to do is get here to the Cobb Galleria between now and 9 a.m. and know the password, Reliable. 33rd Annual Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Expo. More details at atlantahomeshow.com. We'll go to the phones. By the way, our phone number is 404-872-0750. First in line, Scott in Winder, Georgia. Morning, Scott. Good morning, Walt. I've got a Rising Sun Red Bud. I've got it in full mm. sun, and I think I'd like to get it into part sun. Is that the type of tree that can be successfully dug up and transplanted, or does it develop deep tap roots? Where did you get the Rising Sun Red Bud, Scott? Bought it from a local grower in Gainesville. That is the most gorgeous tree going right now. It is, I think, that's one of the prettiest trees that's come onto the market in the last five years. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely redbud. For listeners who are now got your appetite whetted for something to grow in your landscape, it is a redbud. And in fact, Scott, go ahead and you describe yours, what yours looks like. Well, when it's happy and healthy, it'll produce dark green, lime green, yellowish color, and even some apricot leaves all at the same time. It's mm. quite a show. It is a fabulous show. I see them around Atlanta because the trees Atlanta people have been planting them in uh, their pocket parks and the long streets and things like that. And I saw a row of about four of them, I guess, the other day and thought to myself, boy, trees Atlanta, you are some awesome people. And uh, I saw another one that had been in place for probably... 10 years in somebody's landscape not long ago and I thought rising sun redbud what an awesome tree <sighs> that said alright you want to move here Scott <laughs> how, how tall is it they really won't take our hot sun they just require so much supplemental water and there's a lot of leaf burn well uh, how, how tall is yours now how long have you had it in the ground 
been in the ground a few years. It's got about an inch caliper. It's maybe okay. seven-ish foot tall, five foot wide. I think you could do it. I think red buds are not that intolerant of being moved around, and uh, I would do it in November, probably December, really, when the when okay. the leaves are all falling off. The tree is completely dormant then. You might do it a little bit of a favor right now, Scott, if you can afford the water. In just a minute, I'm going to talk about the new watering restrictions that have been imposed over the last couple of days. But if you can afford to water it, one of the things you can do to prepare a tree for transplanting is just sever some of the roots that are away from the tree, about two or three feet away. Go around the tree a few times and stick a shovel directly down into the ground, severing some roots. And what you'll help to do is help the tree to form new roots inside that circle, new roots that will help it to survive when you move it to the new spot. And so if you do a little bit of root severing now, water it, it'll need some water because of the severed roots. But then in December when all the leaves are gone, make a nice big area that you soaked, make it easy to dig, dig it up, get as many roots as you can, move it to the new place. It's a little, little more shade there and put it in place. And with a little care next year, I think it'll survive fine. Would a redbud like a little bit of lime as well to adjust the pH a little bit upwards? Most trees do pretty well in a wide, wide range of pH. If you're in solid, hard red clay, yes, yeah, Scott, it would use some lime. But if it's a normal sort of landscape, woodland used to be, I okay. wouldn't say that you'd have to put lime down. It wouldn't, wouldn't hurt anything, but I don't think it'd really make the tree that much happier. Thanks for the tips, Walt. Have a good day now. Rising sun redbud, everybody, if you need a new small tree, it's not going to be 50 feet tall, but if you need a small tree for the landscape, rising sun redbud is one I highly recommend. Gosh, that is a gorgeous tree. Benny is in Covington, Georgia, and Benny joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Benny, good morning. Uh, good morning, Walter. Listen, I'm, I'm going to start in my garden, and I'm uh, trying to do some special things, and I have a uh, Japanese maple, and what I'd like to do is possibly put a, uh, to, to make the contrast and the color, make it pop, for example, uh, put a, uh, a ground cover down instead of using a mulch. I don't have a serious problem with mulch, but okay. to make the, the tree stand out, could you give me a recommendation on the type of uh, uh, easygoing, uh, hardy type of uh, ground color that, that sure. I can put under, or is that even a good idea? I think does it's the, a great idea. Uh, yeah. Does the Japanese maple drop? or anything like that, that that would cause a problem or something? I don't see a reason why you would not use the ground cover underneath. One that I have used and seen under Japanese maples pretty frequently is called ajuga. A-J-U-G-A. Ajuga. Bugle okay. leaves is another name for it. And it's a low-growing, spreading, purple leaf usually, ground cover. There are two or three sizes and forms. Caitlin's giant that's pretty big and it's a little bitty chocolate chip that's smaller than that. But there are two or three kinds of ajuga that you can find easily at nurseries around Atlanta. So ajuga is one possibility. Uh, many times mentioned mondo grass as a ground cover that grows really well in dense shade. You got the shade underneath the Japanese maple and that would be another ground cover is the mondo grass. Um, let me think what it, you could probably, I think, get the Linton Rose, the hellebore, to grow underneath the Japanese maple pretty well, too. They can tolerate a lot of shade. Well, well say that last one again, please. Uh, Linton Rose, L-E-N-T-E-N, -E Linton Rose, or hellebore is a scientific name for it. Uh-huh. And okay. so three of those, I don't need to give you more than that. Most oh, people that, can only that'll choose. that'll be fine. I, I, you know, I just, I just wanted to, <laughs> just, 
they're, they're great to me, the, the maple trees, and I just want it to really, really shine in my garden. Yeah, and I think they'll be fine. These ground covers will be nice, they're easy, little care ever needed to keep them happy, and they'll look nice underneath the Japanese maple. Okay, thank you very much, sir, and have a good day. You Enjoy your show. Thanks. thanks for calling. Yeah, I mentioned a minute ago that the new water restrictions were put in place this past uh, Thursday, I think, the Environmental Protection Division in the state of Georgia announced that the drought level has risen to a certain level of uh, stream flow and soil conditions, soil moisture and things like that. And so they've elevated our drought conditions to drought level one, which fortunately does not really make a lot of impact on gardeners and using water in your landscape because the permanent rule is you're not supposed to water, you're not supposed to use water in your landscape between, four, between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. You're not supposed to do that, but frankly, when it rains, nobody really cares about that. During drought level one, it simply requires the water providers to be more persistent about doing educational programs and encouraging water conservation amongst their users, you and me, and so I am part of drought level one right now and telling you that it's a good idea to think about how you can conserve water in your landscape, use water wisely, don't use it too much, and uh, take care of yourself that way. We won't ever have to go into drought level two. That's the one that we won't, don't want to go into. If it continues to be dry and continues to dry up and not have any stream flows, then we go to the odd even watering schedule, which nobody likes. Conserve water, my friends. If you conserve water now, we'll stay in drought level one and then drop down to the uh, normal conditions drought level and we'll be just fine. But please conserve water now so we don't have to go any further with our drought conditions in Georgia. Robert is in Conyers, Georgia. Oh man, he's got a problem too. Hey Robert, good morning. Good morning to you. What do you um, got, Robert? I have a couple, yes, I have a couple of questions. Um, well, well, I like to know how to, uh, well, I've got an armadillo problem. They're out there farming in my yard, like they're digging <laughs> for potatoes or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, I like to know how to repel them. I don't necessarily want to trap or remove. That's not my thing. And also, I like to know how do they get here? They're not indigenous to this area. I'm mm. sure they didn't hitchhike from Texas. I don't know how they got here. They just started walking in Texas and South Florida and just never found a spot they didn't like. They never found anybody's yard. They couldn't plow up and find grubs and insects out of the ground. And we used to say they would never get north of I-20. And Robert. In Conyers, you know, there you are on I-20, and then now in Athens, they're in North Georgia pretty commonly, in Rome and places like that. So, armadillos are all over the place, and frankly, Robert, there is not a repellent for them. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I mean, the only repellent, quote-unquote, that you can do, I've seen people use this, is the little electric fences you use to control livestock and dogs sometimes, things like that, is you use a piece of plastic pipe and make the... the um, electric fence so it's only about eight or ten inches above ground around your flower beds and around the edge of your yard perhaps and as long as you keep the grass mowed underneath the electric fence so it doesn't get shorted out by weeds and things the armadillos won't go under it or around it because it shocks them they don't like to be shocked by the electric fence but that's the only repellent that seems to work oh wow but you know i've, I've tried to put down uh, you know uh, stuff that will remove the food source you know like uh these types of chicken and stuff that insect uh insecticide yeah, in your yeah, yard yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you know they're supposed to kill under the surface uh yeah uh insects and stuff like that so i've tried that but i've, I've not been successful no the armadillos don't care what you put down to kill insects there's still something there that they want to eat they eat insects alone and theoretically you could sterilize the ground and repel them that way but you can't do that obviously 
and there's right. earthworms there that many of your insecticides won't hurt anyway. So in this case, the only, again, the only repellent I know of that works is the electric fence. There are no sprays or potions or concoctions or anything like that. And if you don't want to trap and remove, then your only option really is the electric fence. Robert, I got to get out of here, but thanks for calling at 718. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weekend forecast brought to you by Ackerman Security. Bottom line, it's going to be about the same as it was last weekend. Little chance of rain. Highs in the low 90s just about during the afternoon. And overnight lows in the low 70s. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Right this minute, let's give away the weekend prize pack. We go this morning, by the way, on the air until 8 p.m. So we got a lot of details. Mickey Gasway will be with us in a minute with the Pike Pick of the Weekend. With the weekend prize pack, Ashley Frasca is thinking of a number between two and seven to determine who wins a pair of tickets to see Stevie Nicks in concert with the Pretenders on November 6th at Phillips Arena, plus a pair of tickets to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the Ghosts of Christmas Eve. Is it time to think about Christmas already? Well, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra will be here on Christmas on the... December the 14th at the Infinite Energy Arena to produce the Ghosts of Christmas Eve. If you'd like two tickets to see Stevie Nicks and the Pretenders on November 6th and the Trans-Siberian Orchestra December 14th, Ashley Frasca, what caller should they be? Yeah, it's only September, but today we'll take caller four. <laughs> caller number four to our contest line, 404-741-0750. Dial carefully, 404-741-0750. Dennis in Commerce has a real quick question. We'll get to Dennis first this morning. Dennis, spit it out. What do you want to know? Hey, I'd like to know if it's too late to fertilize uh, Bermuda. Because I, I know the, the growing season's running up, running beautiful, out. Beautiful question, Dennis. And the answer is, if you can get it done in the next week, you will benefit the Bermuda grass. But after about a week from now, Bermuda is going so slowly dormant that it rarely picks up a lot of nitrogen during that time. Uh -huh. So if I'm going to apply fertilizer to Bermuda, it would be by the middle of September, maybe a week after that, but not any later than that. When you get into the late September and October, the grass is just going so dormant. It's still green, but it's still going dormant that it stops picking up fertilizer, and you don't need to fertilize after that time. Can you tell me the uh, what fertilizer you would recommend, please? Gosh, any brand-name fertilizer is fine. You know, Pike has has uh, two or three lawn fertilizers for turf. They, they call them turf fertilizers, Dennis. So Pike brand fertilizer works fine. The Scott's fertilizers work fine. Pennington fertilizers work fine. Any of them that say turf fertilizer, they'd be fine. Okay, so as far as the numbers? Yeah, the numbers are going to vary one or two points between each product, but all of them will work fine. They work the same. You don't need to worry too much about the numbers. Just worry about it being a branded product, like I said, from Pike or Scott's or or Pennington or one of those, or Lesco, and you'll find they'll all do about the same for you. But just get it done. That's the main thing. Get it done between now and the middle of September. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Back with Mickey Gasaway and the Pike Pick of the Weekend after news. It's 
The Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Our audience is slowly trickling in this morning. We have a live broadcast at the Cobb Galleria, the 33rd annual Fall Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Exposition. And these folks know, and you should know too, that if you get here to the Cobb Galleria before 9 o'clock and know the password, which is reliable, if you know the password, you come in the front door and use that, that code word, then you get into this show for free. And then you get into the home show for free at 10 o'clock when the gates open for that. So folks will be trickling in as the morning goes on. But you have to get here before 9 o'clock. I'll go off the air this morning at 8 o'clock. The Bulldog pregame show starts at 8 o'clock this morning. And so we will have presentations from 8 o'clock until 9.30 or 10 o'clock, actually. And Boyce Thompson will be here at 8.30 or 9.30, I mean. And so we'll have presentations to keep everybody happy and occupied and educated. That'll happen between now and 10 o'clock when folks get into the home show for free. Mickey Gazaway is with us this morning from Pike Nursery to tell us what is the mystery. What is the Pike Pick of the Weekend? Good morning, Mickey. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I am very well. It always makes me happy to come to the home shows. And one of the happiest things I do is test out the mattresses. And there are some really comfortable <laughs> mattresses. That sounds good to me. That sounds very good. I have almost made a decision that I need a foam mattress at my house for my back. And uh, I went and tested a couple of the uh, vendors here. And I would say either one of them would be well worth my money and time because they were so comfortable at 6 a.m. this morning. Well, I couldn't do that with Stan because he laid down and go to sleep. Well, <laughs> what's wrong with that? That would be embarrassing to have snoring in the home show. You wouldn't get anything done in your garden if Stan went to sleep. That would be a horrible thing. That's right. So, Mickey, what is our pike pick of the weekend? It's crabgrass, pike crabgrass preventer. The blue bag. Perfect, That's what I tell everybody. Timed, perfectly timed product because, as you know, and I know, and all gardeners should know, the time to put down a pre-emergent for winter weed control is the middle of September, and here it is on sale, 20% off all Pike Nursery locations, perfectly timed. That's exactly right. If you want your lawn to look without chickweed and uh, poanna and henbit and all that stuff coming up in the middle of the, in January or in December, then this is the time to put it on. That's, I think, I tell everybody that is the most important thing with pre-emergence is to get them on at the right time because if you don't, they don't work. That's exactly right. The other thing that we need to point out to people is that all the pre-emergence say on the label, water it in. That's Put it right. down and then water it in. And so right. because I announced earlier that we have a little bit more restrictive watering uh, rules now because of the drought conditions. As long as you water after 4 p.m., before 10 a.m., you're fine. There's no rules against watering before uh, uh, 10 a.m. or after 4 p.m. And so put your pre-emergent down, water it in real good to give good, solid coverage on the soil surface, and the pre-emergent will keep the weeds from coming up. That's right. And all the, uh, the seeds, it'll keep all the weed seeds from coming up. And it'll keep the fescue seeds from coming up, too, if you're planning That's on right. planting fescue. You can't use a pre-emergent then. It always makes me nervous when I see somebody with a bag of fescue seed and crabgrass preventer at the same time. We always mm. try to approach them at Pikes. That's, that's why it's so good to come to Pikes. When you come and we say, uh, 
uh, you're not going to put those in on the same place, are you? Because some places you go, they don't know the difference. And, so and the good thing is, you can say, but our fescue seed is a really good fescue seed, and we'll use that to prevent weeds just getting the fescue down and plant it at the right time. That's exactly right. So what else is going on at the Pike this weekend? Any classes, anything going on like that? We do Nikki? have a, uh, um, we have a lawn class this weekend. Great. That'll be at 9 o'clock this morning. So at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock lawn, lawn class teaching about how to plant fescue, how to keep care of Bermuda grass right now. This is one of the last weeks I would start recommending putting a fertilizer down for Bermuda grass. And so people will talk about that, I'm sure, at all the uh, Pike Nursery locations, how to control the broadleaf weeds, perennial weeds. All that will be covered. That's right. It's going to be a good class. It's going to be very informative. This is what everybody's, this is the questions everybody's answering. Everybody wants their lawn to look perfect over the winter, and this is the time to start, definitely. This is also a time if you want to plant things at Pike Nursery has a bunch of perennial plants that have come oh, in. Oh, yeah. And they look great. Got yeah, the crotons are still there. The chrysanthemums are fabulous looking right now. And uh, so if you need color in the landscape this time of year, Pike Nursery would be the place to go. That's exactly right. And 20% off. Go to the cash register with your bag of crabgrass preventer. It's called uh, weed pre-emergent or crabgrass preventer, but it works fine in the wintertime to prevent all these other weeds. And just tell them, this is the Pike Pick of the Weekend. Take 20% off at your cash register at all Pike Nursery locations, as well as maybe stick around at 9 o'clock for, uh, for the lawn class that will be there today. You got it. Mickey, it's great talking to you. Where, 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 where would we go to find the location of all the Pike Nurseries around the Metro Atlanta area? And your new, show, right. and your new store up in Charlotte as well. Yes, that's right, at pikenursery.com. And where is the University of Alabama playing today? At, at Alabama. We're playing at Tuscaloosa Al today. Yeah. Roll We're Tide. Roll Tide and Nickel. <laughs> <laughs> the University of Georgia is playing our fiercest rival, Nickel State from Louisiana. And uh, mm. I think we're looking forward to that game, uh, having some fun in the University of Georgia today. Yeah, Thanks for we're calling, Mickey. It, we're, we're playing Western Kentucky today, so that's going to be fun, too. <laughs> That'll be fun, too. Thanks <laughs> for calling, Mickey. We'll see you next Saturday. All right. Bye-bye. See you then. By the way, the University of Georgia, one of the things that impresses me about the student body at the University of Georgia is realizing that the uh, folks who attend Nickel State were in an area where they had a bunch of flood damage. You know, had the floods in Louisiana a couple of, couple of weeks ago. And so they started a GoFundMe and Facebook support page for the people of Louisiana, the students of Nickel State University, to help them and their families from Louisiana. Even though we're rivals on the football field today, we're friends as far as social events go. And I'm really impressed with the University of Georgia for starting that fundraising to support the folks of Louisiana as sort of a result of this game that we're celebrating today. We go to the phones right now. Joanna is in North Georgia and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Joanna. Good morning. Hi, Walter. Um, I'm calling, calling you from uh, beautiful Big Canoe. Our lovely, fabulous. Yeah. Um, we bought some, uh, in May, we bought some tiras plants yeah. to put on our landscape. And um, these are in an area where there is a lot of laurel, mountain laurel. Uh, so they get a lot of shade. But what's happened is each one of them, the leaves started turning brown, and eventually the plant just totally went brown and died. Yeah. We put them in the ground. We watered them every day. We put some of that uh, slow-release uh, fertilizer in there. Mm -hmm. And with some uh, garden soil, 
but uh, they all turned brown. So we took them back. Yeah. And yeah. we thought, well, maybe we put them in in May, so maybe that hot weather killed them. So we took them back, and we just bought some new ones uh, a week ago uh-huh. and uh, did the same thing, put them in the ground. But we we didn't overwater them this time, and um, they're still turning brown, all of them. Mm. You know, this, the hot weather is still here, in case you haven't noticed, Joanna. Even in Big Canoe, it's still hot. Yeah. Hotter than it was in May, and so you decided to double down on your experience in May and plant them again. Joanna, if they're turning brown and it's 90 degree weather, I still think it's water related. I think that is the problem. It's not a disease. It's not some bug blight, anything like that. It's watering. And I think that if your nursery is forgiving enough to allow you to take it back and to replace them again, Plant the Pieris in October, not in August, September. Okay, okay, so that's great. I thought maybe it was something to do with the whole root system that was in the ground from Mountain Laurel. Not really, no, I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think it's simply watering. It's, you know, it's hard to keep plants alive. Pieris is a cool season plant. It's one that likes to be in a cooler, shadier spot in the woods than maybe some other plants do, and I think it would be a lot happier to be planted in the fall when it is cooled down and not 90 degrees in the afternoon. Okay, that's great. Well, I'll do that then. You live and you learn, Joanna. Finally, (laughs) eventually, maybe we'll become gardeners. Maybe we will. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I enjoy your show. I've listened to you on and off for a long time. Thanks for calling, Joanna. Tell them hey for me in Big Canoe. All right. Bye-bye. We've got Rick in uh, Clarksville, Georgia, or Clarkville, excuse me. Rick, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. Good morning to you. How can I help? I've got a raised bed garden, roughly 3 by 15, been established 3, 4 years. Anytime I plant seeds of the small variety, lettuce, carrots, spinach, um, I'll plant like 6 or 8 rows. One row will come up beautifully, the other 5, 6 rows, I get absolutely nothing. If I plant something with bigger seeds, is it like beans or peas? Everything comes up wonderfully. Great. What could be going on? Yeah, I refer back to Joanna. Many times, seed failure has to do with moisture problems getting to the seed consistently as it germinates. As a little bitty tiny seed opens up, and lettuce seeds are, as you know, really small. And so the radical, the, the little root that comes out of the seed, has a hard time if it's in any time any type of coarse soil. If it's in coarse soil, then it dries out before it really germinates and comes up. So one one row of the garden might be in finer soil that the radical can come in, get the moisture it needs, sprout, the lettuce grows, everybody's happy. The other part of the garden might be a little bit different, just a little bit different with the uh, moisture levels and the root can't quite get what it needs. So I got a, a suggestion for you, Rick. Try this time, next time you plant your lettuce and small seeded vegetables, is get some vermiculite. Vermiculite is a real fine powdery looking uh, garden soil amendment and take get the finest kind of vermiculite that you can make a row put your seeds in the bottom of it and sprinkle vermiculite on top and just to fill the row till it's level and the vermiculite absorbs moisture and it'll surround the seed those little tiny lettuce it'll surround them with moisture and I think vermiculite helps a lot with very small seed to keep them moist until the plant has germinated okay even a little three foot rows that you know, it's, it's a raised bed garden, so, so watering it, they, they all get watered pretty consistently across the board. I, I don't. 
I still think it's a water issue. Seeds, those little seeds, have a hard time just finding the moisture they need. Even if the soil is coarse, you certainly can be watering it, sure. But if the soil is coarse, it dries out pretty quickly, and the soil moisture just doesn't stay right there close to the seed. And I think the vermiculite will help you a lot. All right. I'm off the right. so I appreciate the info. Report to me, and we'll see if it doesn't help this time. All Thanks right. for calling, Rick. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's 7.48. We'll be back after this. One, two, three, four. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Bottom line, it's the same weather forecast we had last Saturday, which is not much chance of rain. 90 degrees during the afternoon, lows of the overnights around 70 degrees in the low 70s, and the same for tomorrow. The full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. At 8 o'clock, the Bulldog pregame show begins. Right now, George in Martinez, Georgia, joins us. Hey, George, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can I help? Uh, all right, I got actually your, your Pike representative brought up one more thing I had to ask you. I've got. All right, remember that we only have three minutes to go, George. So stick it in real quick. Okay, dove wheat and centipede is first and second. I've got a old oak tree, sixty feet tall, that has slime flux. I have sprayed it with ten percent uh, bleach, and uh, next thing I, I saw was to start peeling off the old bark to try to help the tree. What do I do? Don't don't do the part about peeling off the bark to help the tree. Peeling the bark off a tree is never a good idea. Not just like peeling the skin for poison ivy. It makes it hurt. It makes it less itch for just a little while. But peeling your skin off when you have the poison ivy and chiggers is probably not the best idea at all. And for slime flux on an oak tree, which for listeners who don't know what that is, is just an infection underneath the bark that causes oozy stuff to come out underneath the oak tree bark, and it smells and it's sort of icky looking on the bark itself but really and truly the Clorox or just plain water is fine George you just wash it off and and uh, keep the keep the liquid from decomposing the bark and it'll be fine that's really all I recommend is just washing it off and as far okay. as dove weed boy oh boy dove weed is not nearly the easy answer that the uh, slime flux is because dove weed is very very hard to control in centipede lawns and the best you can do is look on the product label. The Bonide uh, Weed Beater Ultra will control dove weed, but it'll be a persistent kind of situation. You have to spray two or three times at consistent intervals because it's centipede grass. It might be susceptible to the chemicals that are in the Weed Beater Ultra. So read the label and follow it very, very carefully. Eventually, the dove weed will disappear, but it will not be after one spray. It may be two years before you get dove weed out of the centipede lawn. It takes a long time. Real hard weed to control. Okay. Thanks so much, and I appreciate getting your emails. They're, they're very informative. Thank you, George. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. 704-872-0750 is the number for next Saturday's edition of Lawn and Garden. Because as I said, the Bulldog pregame show begins at 8 o'clock. It's been a great Saturday morning. Lorenzo Kipp made this broadcast possible from the uh, Cobb Galleria. Pat Tedeschi made sure that everything ran smoothly for us here. Scott Maxim found our music back at the station, engineered our show, and Ashley Frasca screened our calls and answered questions off the air. For people who come in this morning to the Cobb Galleria between now and 9 o'clock, we'll have presentations from now until 9.30. At 10 o'clock, the show opens. You get into the 
33rd annual Fall Atlanta Home Tour for free. This is Walter Reeves. I'm Walter Reeves, I should say. This is Lawn and Garden. If you didn't get your question answered, go to our website, walterreeves.com, and we can sign up for newsletters and follow me on Twitter and Facebook and things like that. We'll see you right here next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden. <laughs>